Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's How Do We Fix It with Richard and Jim. John Gable challenging filter bubbles and how we get our news. With this overwhelming amount of information, we rely on technology to kind of filter through it. And what happens is that you end up being filtered to what the marketers make the most money out of, which is what you already agree on. But at the end of the day, everybody is biased. You're biased by what you know, you're biased by what you don't know, and you're biased by your entire human existence before then. Our show is about fixes. Yeah, how to make the world a better place. How How do do we we fix fix it? it? How do we fix it? So, Jim, the Internet's had a vast impact on the news we choose. There are so many more choices out there, but has it left us less informed? Yeah, it's kind of a paradox. I mean, we've got a billion people on Facebook. Most young people get almost all their news online, and I think most of us do, really. And at the same time, it's allowed us to sort into groups where we may start filtering the information so we only see the stuff we already agree with. With us today, somebody who's trying to do something about that, John Gable, CEO of All Sides, a data and media company that's working to reduce polarization and make us more aware of our personal biases. So, John, welcome. Good to be here. You say flat out that all news is biased. What do you mean? All people are biased. Human beings are the people who deliver the news. And bias isn't a bad thing. When you go to journalism school, you learn how to be unbiased. And the idea is that you somehow have this internal uh, metric you follow or things you do to try not to be biased in what you show. And I think that's a great ideal. It's a fantastic ideal. And you can definitely see the reporters who, who work at that harder versus the ones who don't. But at the end of the day, everybody is biased. You're biased by what you know, you're biased by what you don't know, and you're biased by your entire human existence before then. That is true with all of us. And you say that the internet has has made things a lot worse. I mean, I'm an early internet guy. My my team was the lead for the product management for Netscape Navigator. And before that was what some of us call the evil empire, Microsoft, on the original Microsoft Office team. So I'm an old tech guy. I believe in technology. And back in the 90s, we thought, oh, my gosh, we'll be connected to all these people around the world. We'll have access to all these different ideas. We'll know more. We'll be more tolerant of differences. The reality is that with this overwhelming amount of information, we rely on technology to kind of filter through it. And what that happens 
is that you end up being filtered to what the marketers make the most money out of, which is what you already agree on. So it's kind of like when you're just given one choice to eat, you don't necessarily overeat. But if there's a smorgasbord out there of all kinds of choices, you vastly overeat. Is that what's going on with all these different news sites that people have so many choices that they're overwhelmed? That is definitely part of what's going on. The overwhelming piece is exactly the beginning of the problem. The industry came up with a solution, search engines, and that solved the problem of being overwhelmed. But it went against the idea of being informed. I'll even argue that back in 1776, we were better informed because the guy would come in riding in a horseback and he'd hand you a pamphlet from the Tories and you a pamphlet from Ben Franklin, maybe me a pamphlet from Common Sense. And they would all have three very different ideas and you would choose the pamphlet you wanted. But you and I would talk with each other. You and I would work together in the fields together. I would become aware of your point of view and I'd become aware of you as a human being. Those two things are not happening today and they are absolutely fundamental to our problems and our opportunities. So you're saying people are withdrawing into their own like ghettos, really, of common, homogenous, ideological purity. Oh, boy. I, I don't know if I could say all those words that well. <laughs> Pretty good, right? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't I just, say it without stumbling. <laughs> but conceptually, if I don't have to repeat those words, you're exactly right. And a lot of people refer to it as tribes. Mm -hmm. But essentially, that's what's happening, whether you want it to or not. So if you're different, if you have a different point of view, you must be the other. So not only are you wrong, but you're evil. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, tell me how, because you were on the front lines of the Internet when it started with Netscape and Microsoft. How did this happen? Well, it's a little bit accidental. So we're still in what I would consider an early phase of the Internet. Okay. And it's a great analogy to a phase of right after the printing press. So the, the printing press invented in 1440. Okay, you got so, that date right. Yeah, I know. I was talking with John before we were doing the show, and he said, I, I'm not very good with dates. Make sure you get that date right. So we got, it. we got the date right. Absolutely. It's fascinating because I always thought of the printing press, I think most people do, as the beginning of the Reformation and all the wonderful, enlightening things that happened after that. And certainly, it was the driving cause of that. But it didn't happen overnight. No, the Reformation, 1517, the printing press, 1440. So it had, what, 77 or 67 years? And in Initially, it was created chaos. People were printing things that were false, um, pornographic, um, definitely challenging establishment. So that part is very similar as well. But for a while, people didn't know what to do with this new technology. They were getting new information, and some was correct, some was wrong, and it was threatening people in power, and there was this great chaos, and people responding to it. And actually, people knew less of what was going on at first. And then we as a society learned how to use the technology for the betterment of society. And that's what started the Reformation, and that's what started so many wonderful changes. So, you know, people have been saying this. We've done a number of shows on this problem. But it's not just a theory. There's actually data that shows that we are getting more polarized. One example is 43% of Republicans have a very unfavorable view of the Democratic Party. Duh. But that number was only 21% 10 years ago. So there's been a huge increase and also a big increase among Democrats, 38% having a very unfavorable view of the Republican Party. That once was 29% back in 2004. So we're not and just in, imagining and, and these trends. No, and in 1994, it was only 16%. The data is overwhelming. And I've, I always run around with a bunch of charts um, 
like like some guy who worked at Microsoft and used lots <laughs> of PowerPoint presentations. Um, but it is fascinating. You can see Pew Research has done a great thing in the last 20 years. They actually chart on a graph where people on the left stand and where people on the right stand. And at first, if you look at the chart, it's a typical bell curve, what you would expect. It now looks like a two-humped camel where both the left and the right have moved farther out. In, in what kind of ways? I mean, describe this, this humped camel. So what they do is they, have, um, they, they ask people where they stand on different issues, and they rate them in, from far left to far right or very liberal to very conservative. So we got a lot more people now who are very liberal and very conservative and fewer people in the middle. Yes, and not only is it fewer people in the middle, there's also a sorting going on. So there are very few people on the left who have right ideas and very few people on the right who have left ideas. It's hard to avoid looking online anywhere if you look at more than one place and not seeing the huge divide. Right, and some of this feels good to people, right? I mean, there's something empowering to people about being in these tribes. There is. Jonathan Haidt, who wrote the book... The Righteous Mind, Why Good People Are Divided on Politics and Religion. Great book. And it actually points out some common values, including justice and fairness, which Republicans and Democrats left and right share. And we actually share other values as well, though people on the right tend to also give more importance to things like sanctity and authority. But what's interesting is a lot of Trump supporters are either, I don't know if I'm going to vote for Trump or I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Amazing, right? Yes and and no, (laughs) Uh, because they're both anti-establishment. Trump is really not right. He's all over the place. Um, But they are more interested in going against the establishment, and they feel that they have been treated unjustly by the people in power. The people in power have lied to them, and they feel it's all rigged against them, whether you think it's the corporations that are against me or the government that's against me or everybody in power that's against me. There is a huge segment of society that really is cut off by what they see as the elites, and that's the common thread. John, let's talk about all sides, the group that you had. What are you trying to do with all sides that will shift the paradigm, will change people's minds? It's interesting. There's a thing we were doing at first, and it's evolved, particularly after I met Joan Blades, you, who you interviewed not For, that long ago. Yeah, Living Room Conversations. Fantastic. Yeah. And co-founder of MoveOn.org. So my background's a little lean right because I used to work in politics before I did the technology, and she's, and she's obviously on the left, and we are like best buddies now. What we started doing with all sides is we wanted to break that filter bubble. Instead of having people completely trapped in one area or the other, we wanted to make it very simple, very quick, that people could see the top news from the left, center, and right. And so we bring different perspectives. So when there is a breaking news, what's fascinating is that news sources on the left, center, right will be covering the exact same event, be standing within feet of each other, and their headlines and their coverage will be radically different. So on your website, instead of going to the website and and picking out a news story to read, you have three columns, left, center, right. Explain what's going on there. So we want people to be able to see quickly the differences. And in fact, we will even pick a top story uh, about Obama saying, hey, don't worry about Hillary's emails and I'm not pulling any influence or whatever the latest topic is. Yeah, and what I find fascinating is you have a hard time finding conservative mainstream news sources. They tend to be a little um, fringier, like a Breitbart or a Blaze website um, as opposed to a, uh, you know, uh, a CNN on the right side. Yeah, well, CNN on the right side, that's interesting. Yeah, no, um, what, what I mean is I do know is, what you I mean, mean, other though. than Fox... 
there there aren't a lot of major journalistic institutions that consistently lean right uh, in, in the, their news coverage. Whereas there are quite a few that are considered very mainstream and, and relatively centrist, that, but that that at least in certain stories, uh, your algorithm positions them on the left. Yeah, it's very interesting. One thing we noticed, Pew did a good research uh, once again, and they're they're wonderful. That showed that you know people on the left tend to view and get news from more sources than people on the right. And you're like, wow, that's good if you're a left person. But it turns out, because we did analysis on what they were reading, that everybody, that the people on the left who do see more sources, all the sources they're getting are our left sources and maybe a couple of center ones. People on the right are going to fewer sources, but it includes a left. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Source. Now, a lot of people get their news from social media. What about the role that Facebook especially is playing in this? That is exactly the right question about what's happening today. Um, there's a, particularly millennials, there's really not a distinction between a news source and some other source. And what happens is that all your friends kind of agree with you. And so you're sharing the same news. And then the algorithms at Facebook begin to notice that, oh, you're getting news from these places, and we'll show you more information and from more sources similar to that. It's almost insidious in a way. <laughs> well, they were very proud. They did a study where they were like saying, it's not as bad as you think. And you see, it's only like you know 10% of the news feeds you're getting are really biased. We're like, oh my gosh, you're cutting people off. So it kind of has a, it was very interesting to me that they were proud of the fact that they weren't completely overwhelming your your feed, just that it was being overwhelmed a little bit. But frankly, what's more than that is just all your friends. Okay, so I want to I, I want to get into solutions and and what what fixes you see, and and this is a great moment to 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 do that because Facebook has a like button and a bunch of different emojis, and you think there should be other buttons. If you use Facebook, you are you're less likely to show a different opinion than you would if you're not on Facebook. But what's also interesting is if you use Facebook, even in real life, yeah, you're less likely to show a different opinion than you are. So, so compared to what? Okay, you're saying that, that when you comment on Facebook, you're less likely to contradict somebody else than you would be in normal conversation? 
Yes, and even more so, it's just if you're a Facebook user, you've been kind of trained not to disagree with your with your peers. So not only does it reflect your behavior online, it also reflects your behavior in regular so life. So it begins to begins to affect your the way you conduct yourself. Exactly, in in regular life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I'm a big free speech advocate. I, I want differences, and I think that's the way you get to best solutions. And you need to be able to see differences um, and, and appreciate them and learn how to work with them. So you think if someone makes it part of their daily news habit, go to all, the All Sides website, you see all this news uh, presented from uh, left, right, and center. I mean, to me, it's interesting just to be constantly reminded that that story you're taking as the generic story, that, gen- that New York Times article isn't necessarily generic. There are certain things they're not stressing. Sometimes there's very little difference. I mean, I think a lot of people would be surprised how the Fox News story and the New York Times story are often quite similar. But just knowing, just even when the differences aren't that big, just knowing that there's different perspectives, to me, it's kind of empowering and and, uh, mind-opening. Empowering is what has been our big word from day one. Before we even started the company and we were talking about it, that's what we were all about, is to give people the power to decide for themselves, the power to know what's really going on. And then what we've learned over time is also the power to know how to talk to somebody different than you are and actually hear and have a healthy, productive conversation. So these left, right, and center columns on your website are really cool. But there's something else I'm actually more excited about, and that is the quiz, the idea that you can use games or quizzes to help nudge your opinion. You have something called a personal bias quiz. What's that? So part of what we do is help people understand that they are biased as well. And to do that, we have a few different quizzes. One, again, from a Pew Research, one that we've developed that you can use to kind of rate your own left-center rightness. Um, one quiz we have, you kind of give your own opinion of what that is by looking at various different issues and saying you think you're more left or center or right on that. Then you can take the Pew quiz, which compares you to the world. Country. Do you have an example of a specific question? Oh, um, so the, the thing that's cool about Pew Research is they'll say – they'll give you a hard choice like – do you think the government should be more involved with health decisions or should the government be less involved with health decisions? And to your point earlier um, about what people think they are, they think they're moderate and they aren't, is I'm also from San Francisco. And so a lot of the people we've had who've taken the quizzes of my friends think that they're very center. And they take these quizzes and they compare themselves to on Pew Research where it's a even group across the country. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm very far left than I ever thought I was. Great. We're, we're going to have a link to that website on our website so that you can go to howdowefixit.me and then be linked to this quiz because it's, it's, it's fun to take. It's a little bit surprising. Right. And, and it's kind of educational, too. So one thing I'm intrigued by, All Sides is not a charitable organization just out doing good work. It's a business. You guys want to make money. How, how are you going to do that? Well, that's actually a very good question and one that <laughs> I think we finally figured out. Well, answer it. <laughs> yes. So um, it is interesting because we are um, what they now call a B Corp. We're not officially that, but we, we are a corporation which really driven by a heart. But the thing we believe from the very beginning is in order to change journalism, we need to prove the business model as well, not just prove that it was a better value. And what we've learned is essentially we have a crowd-based model, so our costs are very low. We have a lot of input from 
the community on articles to post and the ratings, um, tens of thousands of ratings, um, well, maybe hundreds of thousands at this point, um, of people doing all the kind of heavy lifting for us. So we don't have to do that much ourselves. And with that kind of model, you can make money in very different, different ways, certainly advertising, but also we do a lot of syndication. So we've been hired by the companies to give some of our tools to them so they can actually have dialogue and see different points of view. You, you say you're crowdsourced. So how do you moderate that crowd? Well, a lot of what the crowd's giving us is their impression on the bias of a certain source. So that goes into a huge um, jumble of information. Um, we're just You're talking about some centrist um, publications earlier, the Christian Science Monitor, I just noticed this morning, we've had over 2,000 people tell us, rate the Christian Science Monitor as being either left or right. And actually, it's interesting. It's, it comes down the center, and we have about half of the people saying, I agree, it's center. And then we have about another half of people saying, I disagree. But they average out to be center. <laughs> right. And so it's just how it works. So you're really inviting people to, to, to have an opinion of these different news sites. Exactly. As, as opposed to just merely going, ah, that's just left-wing crap, you're, you're inviting a conversation around this. It's a little old school to think of news as purely a broadcasting medium. Now, if you go to the other extreme and think it's purely a crowd medium, then you get some kind of um, chaos that doesn't make sense, or it's completely driven by what's most popular or most fun, or, or what's happening with the Kardashians. And that's really not that helpful in the world. Um, we actually have a combination, and a part of it is the dialogue as well, which is actually we're just now launching where we have people come from different points of view, regular users, and discuss in a very structured format to keep it sane and civil, and so you actually listen first. Then that's something that's of great interest to us. I mean, it's part of the theme of our show, that people from different sides of the political spectrum should be able to communicate. They don't have to agree on everything. You know, you might really disagree on certain issues, but find a few that you do agree on. When you look at social change on a national scale, and you talk to academics who study this in the past, whether it's the environmental movement or other movements, it turns out to be a percentage of people you need to persuade to move everything. So a lot of people say, oh my gosh, I can never get the whole country to do this. Well, you don't have to. You only need a small percentage. And when I do the math, it's like only a few million people in a nation our size, that's not that many. Then you need to be able to be engaged and empowered to have a healthy, civil, productive conversation. So was there a particular moment when you woke up and said, wow, we're way too polarized. I want to do something about it. There were specific times that really got me there. And one was actually long before I built the company was reading a book called Amusing Ourselves to Death by Neil Postman, which described how the way you get your information really impacts the way you think and the way you act. And if, if you get your information in the written word, you tend to think linearly, past, present, future. And that's how you would try to solve problems. If you get all your information from TV, uh, your tendency is to think about what feels right, what feels right right now. Yeah, television is such a wonderful medium for moving emotions, but not so great on information. I mean, I think it had a very positive role to play, for instance, on same-sex marriage that I happen to agree with, but it's not nearly as good when it comes to issues. I think you're correct, and I think you do need both. But if you think about history, Reagan's empathy and Clinton's I Feel Your Pain were far more important during that time in history than it would have been decades earlier simply because yeah. the generation Television. then was brought up to think about emotions through TV. Yeah. The Internet's a little bit different. It's about metaphor. And what I realized is metaphor is both better and worse, and that's what got me concerned. 
it trains you to think in terms of categories. So I tend to place everybody and every idea in a category, which leads to that I disagree with you. You're one of those people who supports climate change. Therefore, you must be one of them. And therefore, you're not just wrong, but you're evil. And that's a very unhealthy point of view. Okay, John. So before you go, I want you to promise me one thing. Rate us. Rate <laughs> our show. We've done 47, 48, 49 shows. Um, get some people to rate us. Because I, I, we like to think we're really open-minded at how do we fix it. But maybe we lean one way or the other. Yeah. I will put it up on our site and let people talk about it and, and rate it. It's interesting. Most of our ratings are all written words. We're only now growing to other mediums. So this will be very fun. So you've got a great site, and it's really useful. How do you get people to pay attention to it? <laughs> well, there are different levels. Both We're focused on voters today and voters of tomorrow. And so we partnered with Joan Blades, Living Room Conversations, to create a whole educational program that teaches kids how to use this new technology. So this is aimed at schools? This is aimed at schools, starting as early as six, but I think eighth grade's better beginning, all the way through college. And what we do is we teach them how to use media and teach them how to talk with each other and talk with people with very different backgrounds and very different opinions, how to not just talk but listen to them and understand where the common humanity is and where the similar points of view are. So that instead of it being a, a polarizing where people become more and more extremely against each other, it becomes a finding of commonality so we can actually come together and solve our problems. The common humanity the common humanity. We definitely need more of that. Don't see a lot of it on the internet today. John Gable, allsides.com. Thank you. So we're back. So, you know, what's so interesting about this to me, Richard, is that what John is working on is so much in the same kind of family of ideas of so many of our guests over yeah, the past yeah. year. And, and in fact, the last guest, uh, David Bornstein of Solutions Journalism Network, who was talking about the need for journalists to look not just at the disasters or the problems, but also how we can fix it, solutions. So let's look at John's solutions, his ideas for change. I think that his analysis may be better than what he's doing at the website at the moment, although it's an audacious chance to, uh, to change some of our minds. It's, well, a huge, it's a huge challenge he set himself. I, I think the website is important because it's a very clear visual representation. That, oh, yeah, this news you're getting does have some kind of, of bias to it that doesn't make it evil or corrupt, but it does mean that reporters come out of a certain worldview. And just being aware of that is step one. Where I think the biggest promise lies is in the gamification of what he's talking about. Having quizzes, uh, rating yourself, investigating your own dogma, well, taking these different quizzes. Well, wasn't that a great story yeah. about all of San Francisco friends who like to think, oh, I'm a reasonable centrist yeah. person. And then they take the quiz and they find out, oh, Actually, you know, I'm pretty far to the left by the standards of our country. Well, one of the things we're going to do at our website is to link to this quiz and also link to something that NewsHour did recently. One of my favorite people on uh, the NewsHour, the PBS show, is Paul Salmon, who covers economics and business. And he did a whole piece on rating yourself for dogma. And this wasn't just about politics. It was about you know, guns and religion. And I, I took the test and I thought I was way more enlightened than I <laughs> really am. 
And it's not only allsides.com that has this conversation going on. There's also a very interesting thread in Reddit, which is really a popular site, called Change My View, where it invites people of different points of view to come together and discuss things in kind of a civil way, very much what All Sides Now is doing. So here are my two big takeaways from John Gable and the work that All Sides is doing. Number one, awareness of bias in all of the sources of news we have and trying to diversify your range of information. Number two, the other big takeaway is we have to learn how to talk to people we disagree with. That's a lot tougher, but it starts with each individual person. And I think what's exciting to me is we maybe we've we've reached the bottom of the curve or the the top of the humps that that John was talking about and that we can start pulling back together a maybe. little bit more I'm not sure I'm not optimistic before. yet because a lot of the tools that are out there like Facebook and Twitter they tend to drive more isolation and then when you do see dialogue I mean I, I'm on Twitter a lot and I think it's a great resource but it, tend, it can get very angry and negative and sarcastic instead of helpful and welcoming to people who don't agree. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to try and be helpful. So please send us ideas for future shows and uh, some of the fixes that we can consider. Uh, we're nearly up to show number 50 now. Uh, HowDoWeFixIt.me is our website. Please uh, get back to us. I'm Jim Meggs. I'm Richard Davies. And this is How Do We Fix It? Produced by Miranda Schaefer and our audio engineer, Denise Barbarita. Here at beautiful Mono Lisa Studios in Uptown Manhattan. And the music and sound effects you're listening to composed by Luz Travinsky. How Do We Fix It? A production of Davies Content. We make digital audio for companies and nonprofits and consult as well. Thanks for listening. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.